The Hidden Grid, Metacast, Shadowrun Podcaster Special, Episode 23. My, have the faces changed over these years. Welcome back to The Hidden Grid. Our first Season 3 Meta episode drops today as we upload the feed from the 4th Annual Shadowrun Podcaster Special, recorded on the tip of the tail of the end of last year. This was a fun gathering of many of the current podcasters focused on the 6th world. Seriously, kids, if you dig us, check out these other voices. They pay crazy respect to the shadows and are worth your time. This is a bit longer than a normal episode, but much more akin to what we used to throw at you back in Season 1 and 2. I think you'll dig it, though. This will be our primary episode for the week. I won't be back after the show, so I'll drop the musical bumper here. Music for the Hidden Grid Metacast and Hidden Grid Classic is Like Your Crest. The song is Kilo, used with permission. Enjoy the show, and see you in the new year. I like where it's going. (laughs) All right, welcome to the 2016 Shadowrun Podcasters Year End Simulcast. Um, if you're listening to this and you've never heard my voice before, my name is Bobby Frankenberger. I'm going to be your very humbled MC for the night. Um, if you have never listened to one of these simulcasts that we've done in past years before and you're wondering what the heck are we doing here, well, we uh, at, every year we like to get together as many of the Shadowrun podcasters and everything that we can to kind of get together, talk about what's happened in the past year and what's going on with Shadowrun, what's going on with us, and maybe look forward to what's going to be going on in the upcoming year. And um, I think I'm just going to go around the virtual table here and introduce my comrades that are with me. Um, and I'll start in no particular order uh, with uh, Damien Zidlow of the Violent Life Podcast. Say hello, Damien. Hey, Jumpers. Hey, how are you doing tonight? Oh, we're doing great here. Happy to be here. Happy to uh, be seeing the end of the year and uh, in grand fashion. Awesome, awesome. And Mr. Johnson of the Arcology Podcast. Hello, Mr. Johnson. Hello, happy to be here and also happy to not have to be the MC this time. So that's awesome. Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> You're welcome. I, uh... I, I don't, I don't... So I also wanted to say that, you know, besides saying goodbye to 2016, you know, kind of going with the shadow and tradition of being 60 years uh, from today, we're also saying goodbye to 2076. That's right. Absolutely correct. Um, next up, we have Opti of the Neo Anarchist podcast. Good evening, hey Opti. Hey there, How is everybody doing? I'm doing great. Well, yeah. And next Thanks up. Thanks for having me on, everyone. Oh, Thanks for having you on. Of course we'll have you on. Um, <laughs> um, the next up, uh, Opti is also not just part of the Neo-Anarchist podcast, but also part of the Hidden Grid actual play podcast. And I say that because the next four or five or maybe four people I in- introduce are also on that same thing. And first up is Joel DePippa, who plays, at the, in that podcast, you play what, Garde Manger. Garde Manger. Yeah. Good evening. Happy Shadowrun simulcast to everyone, and cheers. 
you as well. And also on the Hidden Grid podcast is Zended. What's up? Hey, how are you doing? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a good time. I'm glad. So far, so good, right? We're just getting started. It's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. hey. <laughs> so, so here's a here's a fun nugget about Zen. He was the very first Shadowrun podcaster ever. Ever is that true? Ever, ever, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. Yeah, I started Hidden Grid. Amazing. When? I didn't know that. Like back um, before anybody, except for what was it? Fear the. Fear the Brute? Uh, Fear the Boot was doing... They did one show, and this Modern Death did... Like, they they, they had this whole thing where, we're going to talk about this game we're playing, Shadowrun, and they talked about it once, and then they just trashed it for the, <laughs> the second time they talked about it, and then I'm like, I can do this. <laughs> and then you did. So, go... I did. Good, good for okay. you. Um, next, first also dedicated Shadowrun podcast. Yeah, that's a that's actually quite an honor. But next, we have Jules Watts uh, of the uh, Hidden Grid podcast as well. You guys, I'm sorry. Go ahead, say hello. <laughs> Hi, Jumbadas. How y'all doing? I'm doing well. You also with uh, Justin, who I'm about to announce, and Zended. You also um, are uh, you do that seize the GM podcast, right? Yep, do season GM and wow, <laughs> it's kind of awesome going with these guys because they've got a huge and really unique wealth of knowledge, so it's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I did just mention him, Justin Deal. Is that him? Is that your, is that it? Deal. Yep. Justin Deal of uh, as I said, the Hidden Grid podcast as well, and Seize the GM. Um, how you doing, Justin? Doing good, doing good. Thank Glad you. to be a uh, part of the simulcast again this year. Yeah, it's uh, it's loads of fun. Next is Cassie Levitt, um, my uh, cohort in the Sixth World podcast. Good evening, Cassie. Hi. I hope you can hear me. I don't think I mute myself. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> we can hear you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and finally, um, one uh, representative of the Dice Crimes podcast, Mark Mansfield. Mark, hello. Howdy, howdy, Shadowrun fans. How are you doing, Mark? Hey, we're good. We're good. Uh, Lee is sad he can't be here, but uh, he said it was almost as important. Almost as important. Well, something really important must be happening, right? So... <laughs> Um, and as I said before, my name is Bobby Frankenberger. I am with, along with Cassie, uh, I co-host the Sixth World podcast, and I also have the YouTube channel Complex Action. And um, I, uh, it's actually Cliff. You thanked me for for hosting tonight. It's actually quite an honor. I was just thinking about it about a year ago when we did the last one. I had just interviewed um, you. Um, and Vox for the first time and that was kind of like in my mind basically my introduction to this podcaster community so this it's yeah that that was pretty sweet you were also last year I think starting to send us content that we were putting into the Arcology podcast yeah yeah so from my perspective it's it's uh, quite an honor to be um, emceeing this whole thing for you guys I've come a long way and and uh, thank you guys so 
Um, but I think we should start the evening by, um, you know, doing what you do in a year-end kind of thing like this and look back at the year and, and the kind of things that have been going on. And the easiest way to get started with something like this is to talk about um, product releases and things that have come out, right? Because that's that's Shadowrun releases books and whatnot. But before we do, uh, before I forget, because I almost did, I want to tell everybody who's in the chat, uh, hello, Twitch chat. We're streaming this live. If you're listening to this later, then then that's great too. Um, that's why we're doing it. But uh, we do have a live chat room and I wanted to tell you guys, we're going to have a live Q&A towards the end of this. So if you have questions that you think of while we're, while we're doing the show, then feel free to throw them into the chat. Um, preface them with like a bunch of question marks or something because Cassie is going to grab those questions and do her best to compile them and we'll, we'll try to answer as many of them as we can along with some other ones that were submitted earlier in the day. So um, yeah, so... Hello, chat room. Um, but so a lot of things came out this year. Some easy things to to name are the, the source books and everything. But um, I know that some of you have some that you want to want to talk about that you've you've mentioned before. And I think I'll start with Joel because I know Joel definitely definitely had something some things that he wanted to talk about. What what are some of the things that you were excited about that happened in 2016 in terms of like book releases? There are a lot out there, and I, and I can kind of guess what some people are going to say later. So I, I'm going to briefly mention, even though it was late 2015, Rigor 5. We got a Rigor book before the end of an entire edition, which is Pretty frankly deal. fantastic. <laughs> yes, and, and as a Rigor, love, rigor lover, it, it made my day. And I can talk about that for a long time, but I, I actually want to talk about Court of Shadows because I really, really enjoyed Court of Shadows for a lot of different reasons. Okay. First, it's the alternate setting is a lot of fun. It's absolutely going to be one of those chances to do something completely different. Second, you've got hints of the larger cycles of magic. You've got hints of what's come before in Shadowrun, which is a new system now than what we used to have. With the IP split, with Earthdawn not being connected, there's a lot of stuff there that you yeah. could do. And honestly, it's kind of exciting for me. Yeah. Court of Shadows is one of those cool things that was actually pretty, I mean, if we're talking about things that happened this year it was actually a pretty divisive uh a divisive release as well um uh opti did you did you um write anything for that i think didn't you i or, did yes. yeah they were pretty minor stuff but since that book came out nobody really wants to touch the stuff so i've been relegated to uh to writing a lot of quarter shadow stuff that has come after yeah yeah were you uh, paying attention to the like reddit community um and all the like the controversy surrounding that release so if i could be honest here um i hop on reddit to see initial Caster. uh initial <laughs> thoughts and things like that on the book but when people start to get really cranky about the uh, stats and how one person has one too many edge and oh my god like I just kind of tend to disconnect because 
I don't really particularly care too much about the, the stats of the guys in the book. I really like sure. the lore. So. Sure. I mean, that's So, fair. yes, yes, I'm there for like a second, and then I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm done. Thanks. <laughs> now, Damien, I know that you um, are pretty tuned into the Reddit thing. Um, I mean, I, I'm right in, in saying that there was a big controversy about that, right? Uh, truthfully, I think there's a controversy about just about any uh, written fair, product fair. that comes out. See, uh, most, see? that's the damn problem. <laughs> mostly <laughs> in regards to, uh, <laughs> to to editing issues and uh, some other stuff. Sometimes, uh, sometimes some balanced stuff. Uh, I, our community is really passionate, and uh, we hold uh, current publications, uh, I think, to a to a very high standard. Sometimes I think yep. maybe to a higher standard than they've ever been held to before, uh, at least for Shadowrun. So, well, while I've got you on the spot, Damien, what were what was a uh, what was a 2016 release that that you were particularly interested in? All right. Well, I think um, you know I could go with some of the. The, the more uh, interesting answers, but I'm really going to go with the most recent one with uh, with Cutting Aces. Um, haven't got to actually get too far through it myself, yeah. but the fact that there's a Facebook, <laughs> wow. You know, like that that is definitely something new, and I, I think that it is uh, uh, going to be a, a really, really big use to people, so... Yeah, no kidding. Um, it it's really cool that it's a Facebook. Justin, how long you've been playing? Have you been playing for a while? How long have you been playing Shadowrun? When did the Super Nintendo game come out? Right. Well, that answers my question. Long enough for me to ask you this question. Um, <laughs> I in I've been playing for a long time too, but I I've never really paid attention to Shadowrun and the releases. There's my dog shaking. Um, but <laughs> I've never really paid attention to the books that come out, and so uh, very closely. I've always been very very casual until uh, the past year or two. But um, is this the first time that like a dedicated face source book has come out, Justin? I think so. I don't remember a particular face-centric one came out. Stuff that dotted here and there in other books, especially the culture books in the different editions, but not one dedicated to them. Yeah, yeah. I I think that that was my thought, and I thought that was really, really cool, especially as someone myself who's just gotten into faces um, recently. Uh, well, who who else? Let's let's talk to Mr. Johnson over there. What about you? Releases for 2016. What what sticks out in your mind? Well, for me, the big one has got to be Shadowrun Anarchy because that's just right. it's a fantastic new way to play Shadowrun. Actually, new ways to play Shadowrun because every time I've played it or run it uh, among different people, it's been used differently. Yeah. So it, that's a lot of fun that way, and I think it makes Shadowrun a lot more accessible and even even just the way that the lore of the world is condensed uh, within the first you know few pages of the book, I just I think it's an amazing tool for introducing people to Shadowrun, and it's a lot of fun to play. And I find I find that it's very successfully gotten the the thrill and feel of Shadowrun while still severely reducing the complexity of the rules and sure. uh, that's pretty much a virtual miracle as far as i'm concerned 
<laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say that Anarchy is really hopeful to me because I used to have to hand people like Wolf and Raven and then like the <laughs> Fiction yeah. or like the Secrets of Power trilogy. And, and, and that's kind of like your way to, to, to give them some awesome fiction and then to, to hook them so that they will be less scared of the rules, right? <laughs> oh, sure. And it, it, right. For me, it was, you know, my friends handed me a copy of Neuromancer by William Gibson, yeah. <laughs> which I know William Gibson would thoroughly hate for me to bring up a reference like that. <laughs> he was used to introduce me to Shatterin, and I find that particularly, particularly sweet. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'll, I just had to take a moment to savor that. Uh, yeah, Sorry, well, go on. <laughs> Um, what about you? I heard you laughing over there, Jules. What uh, what sticks out in your mind about 2016 releases in Shadowrun? Uh, I, I kind of got a twofer here. Um, Hell and Shadows is when my my uh, my Shadowrun character that kind of started me on this whole thing, uh, at least on the internet, uh, Rainbow Smite became Shadowrun canon. Yeah, that's got to be exciting. And not only that, but my husband's character, Zippy Totag, was also made canon. Cool, cool. Which was, you know, this 14 years married, and now we're Shadowrun canon as a couple. In the, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, we're on Jackpoint. And my head exploded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and no doubt. Absolutely. I know. It, it, it was brilliant. It was fun. It was it was. It was a great read, and and Kevin Zarnecki, he nailed a lot of uh, Rainbow Smite's mannerisms, which I thought was really cool. And when you're reading, you know, there's not, it's not stat, stat, stat. It's, Mm. it gave a lot more of a, it made it, at least for me, a little bit more accessible because it, Shadowrun, at least when you first started, kind of felt a little sterile. You know, like, do they have pets? You know, stuff like that. It's just like, oh, it's not always just the big baddie monsters. It's pets. It's other types of security. I thought that was a cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The other one was uh, uh, Anarchy, which was, you know, first time I got to play test anything, which blew my head off, which was so cool. (laughs) And uh, lastly is the Tarot, because I actually read Tarot, and I've got like a bajillion and one decks. And there's a lot of really cool, like, uh, like the the game within the game kind of thing. And for me, kind of sussing that stuff out, you know, I, I get to go on about it. You know, works my brain and raw. It, it's a cool way to for Shadowrun lovers. It's actually a really interesting icebreaker. Yeah. And just oh, the artwork. The artwork. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> the tarot was really cool. I got to uh, pick that up at uh, at a Gen Con this year, and I have I've just kind of like you know like stared at the it, it just kind of flipped through it and stared at them, and I even they were so amazing. I got some of the prints from um, from Echo. I did too. Yeah. I did too on our, on when Echo had her super awesome uh, Black Friday Thanksgiving sale. Yeah. I. I dropped around four hundred dollars, and I wow, got everybody's Christmas presents. Yeah, no kidding. That's um, it was some amazing, amazing artwork, and and I know that uh, that that there's a lot to dig in there. In that, it's it's really deep. Cassie, um, what about you? Twenty sixteen stuff. Howling Shadows. Howling Shadows Woo! as well. That's what you're gonna ask, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because uh, like like uh, is it Running Wild in Fourth Edition is perfect because it's a stat book, mm-hmm. but it doesn't necessarily give you all the things you need to actually make these random critters part of your game. For Howling Shadows, is just full of fluff and lore that is fantastic. Yeah, a series easily takes stuff and throw it into their um, love it. 
It's my favorite yeah. part. Uh, Opti, I know that I asked you about, uh, I asked you if you wrote for Court of Shadows, but what, what, what's your favorite? What is, what are the, sticks out for you for 2016? Well, there's a few things. Uh, Seattle Sprawl was important to me because that was the first time that I got anything written. Um, so that's always going to be a fun milestone for me. Yeah. Um, and I got to write uh, about the Redmond Barons, which are near and dear to me. Uh, but uh, I also got a little bit of Court of Shadows, which, I mean, that's just some basic minor stuff that wasn't really that important. But, um, oh, I guess Drawing Destiny, too, because uh, I got a little bit in that. But Cutting Aces is where I really got to change things. Uh, and I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't written or read it yet. I haven't gotten uh, to read it yet. No spoilers. No, I'm not going to spoil it, but like I, I, I got to pitch some stuff and um, and got to really, really change the world uh, in in that book, and so I'm I'm pretty excited about that one. Yeah, Woo-hoo. yeah, that's uh, I've just started digging into cutting aces for the first time. Um, some other things that that we didn't mention: um, market panic happened early this year. Um, that's a good oh, book. was that this year? Oh, yeah, that was a great year. book. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. Market in March of this now, year. I wanted to change my answer to that, but I thought it was last year. Well, yeah, why don't you, Cassie and Joel, I know, will loves Market Panic because um, he's our yeah. corp guy. Why don't you guys uh, let everybody know a little bit about Market Panic and refresh their memory while I let my dog that's whining out so that you guys don't have to hear it. Um, I mean, Market Panic just right. adds in so many tie-ins for Run. It's just... It's a GM's like plethora of ideas to start writing about, in my opinion. Um, yeah, Market Panic fantastic. was it was great. It was the latest update of the big corp source books that you get about every edition or so, and it a lot of them captured a really good feel for each corp with a slightly different style. Each chapter addressing the corporations with ideas left and right about what it's like to run for to run against all the different corps and to try to help a GM understand how they fit into the larger system of the world. It, it's, it was a strong book. I, I have a few things I wish had been done differently because I can nitpick anything. I wish there'd been a master list of this corp is the absolute best in X. So three corps weren't all called the best in X <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. But I go back to the corporate shadow files where they statted out on a one to 10 scale, sure. different parts of the economy and Sator group had an 11 and something. Mm-hmm. Fuji had an 11 and something. There was not a question. They were the best. Yeah. And you get a lot of <laughs> really great components in Market Panic. I really – Cassie I and say, I – I would say I think the best part of Market Panic to me is it – as you kind of touched on, is it really set – you know, the corps are big enough that they have their own cultures. And so I love that like Aries had even mentioned like the lingos that only Aries people mm. would use, especially about military terms. And then like um, – uh, Rinraku, the fact that like they give those uh, swords ev- to everybody, and then if you touch one that's on some like one of the uh, the red samurai, they can they're literally obligated to kill you <laughs> for doing it. So it added like you said like a total flavor for the different corps and really um, expanded out what their culture would be, which is important. Being a wage slave, like how much corporate culture means to corps. <laughs> I was going to hand it yeah. back to Joel. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, going on, I mean, it, it yeah. reinforces, I think we talked about this on Sixth World with As Technology about how 
as technology is rebounding, why people love them, you get a look at Vuxing. And let's be honest, a lot of people don't always look at Vuxing. And Horizon got their big set of stories, but how much do you really know about, for lack of a better way of terming it, Evil Disney? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I thought I. that's a book that that I think has helped me dive into the lore of the game, Corpse being obviously a big part of all that for the first time. Um, so I've liked that one a lot. Um, there's a lot of other things that have happened or some other things that have happened this year in terms of fiction. I think last year was a lot better, bigger for um, new fiction, but this year we had uh, Denial, Deniable Assets was out in February by Mel Odom. Um, but a ton. This is the year that. Uh, sorry, I'm out of breath running to let the dog back in. Um, <laughs> a ton of old re releases. They started doing that this year. Um, all the old Shadowrun novels that they've gotten in touch with the old authors to, to license to uh, reprint and, or re release them in digital releases. Um, that started happening this year. And there's been a ton of them, just like constantly happening. Um, have you any of you guys read any of those um, new ones since they've re-released those? Yeah. Actually, I did. When I saw that they were bringing back the old fiction, I'm like, I want some so bad. Yeah. So uh, I actually picked up. Which one did I pick up? No, no. It's not telling me anymore. <laughs> I'm trying to open up my Kindle to see where it's at. I, I, had, I checked out from the very beginning the Secrets of Power um trilogy uh yeah. which was the first one that uh, came out so just to dive right worlds in. without end yeah worlds yeah. without end is awesome I yeah i really enjoyed it and yeah i remember now why i loved the fiction line <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a lot of really good stuff out there and um just to give you an idea of of uh the rapid um, output of stuff that's happened this year. Um, we got Market Panic in March, the Seattle Sprawl box set in April, Howling Shadows came in May, Court of the Shadows in July, the Tarot Deck in August, Shatter and Anarchy in September, and Drawing Destiny was in September, and then Cutting Aces just this month. So, And that's not including all the missions that have been released, all the re-releases of fiction, so there's been a lot of stuff this year been uh, pretty good shadows in focus also the um, san francisco metroplex and metropole both were this year as well cool yeah i've seen, seen a lot of great releases i also think we've seen an improvement in the overall quality from catalyst regarding the production you think so? it's uh, not not error free by any means sure. <laughs> but uh, i think compared to you know some of the releases of previous years say you know street grimoire is the you know one of the best examples to use for this <laughs> um <laughs> I, I think i think uh, things have been uh, tightened up quite a bit with catalyst yeah it's not perfect and not everything has an index yet but we have at least one uh, thing, some things and do an and we have the master index which is nice um so master so index I, I, I think, is life so yeah, I think there's been some significant improvements on a quality level from Catalyst. I mean, the, the writing quality has always been great, but the um, the overall you know, editing has sometimes left a bit you know to be desired. Sure. And I yeah. think uh, you you cannot make quite as many complaints about 
this year's releases. And the ones that you could make are, for the most part, pretty minor. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, I think it's all been been really good. Um, some other side things that have happened this year: uh, the the official errata team, volunteer errata team, but it's you know an official one which started this year. Um, that's being headed up by good old Patrick Goodman. Um, so that started happening. That's a good thing, right? It is a good thing. Yes. I mean, we could wish that it wasn't needed, but yes, it is a very good thing at any rate. Yeah. It's a good sign, too. Actually tasking people and people stepping up to collate these issues. There are rules, wonkinesses. There are things that change, and there catalysts said, we want to actually have an answer. So. I think some That's, people might might argue that it is a good thing. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Um, I'm not trying to get negative, but uh, some people I know argue about whether or not um, the way it's done is a good thing. But like I said, let's keep it positive um, <laughs> and uh, and say that um, that I think it's a good thing. I mean, th- if things need to be fixed, they need to be fixed, and and we need people boots on the ground to dig that out and do the do the work that's necessary. You know certainly not an easy job that's for sure yeah well and the trolls will complain but i love that they reach out to their user base to really get help with that it's like the one time that a player can really invest and become involved in that sure it's great Mm -hmm. yeah and that's got to be a great feeling uh as as someone who is helping with that and you know you're not helping unless you're a fan of Shadowrun. that's got to be a great feeling to be able to get involved at sort of a grassroots level like that i think so (laughs) <laughs> as I've been writing, writing, reading through uh, Cutting Aces, I've been keeping track of all the little spelling errors and just random little things, you know, you notice yeah. while reading through it. You were saying something, Jules? Yeah, sorry. It's like, you know, video games sometimes need patches. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, you know, as much as this game is, is not a, a new game, there's so much stuff going back so, so far. And then who owns the IP? It's... What are you gonna do? The best way to do it is getting the errata done. So, you know, it people that have been like, I was like, well, wait a minute, that's completely contradictory. So you kind of have to massage it. So like an old player and a new player are still going from the same. I'm using bunny rabbit ears around here, but with the same world. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. One thing the, uh... I, I super appreciate about Shadowrun is that it so often um, can be user based involved, and then you have just giant fans who eventually become now major contributors like opti right like who suddenly you know from just oh, this is a cool thing to now i'm cont- literally writing the lore that's involved in it it's great i agree that's yeah. pretty awesome <laughs> yeah no doubt you know we should we should hear about that opti because that's been that's been your 2016 right is is that journey um yeah actually um i a year ago i hit up jason hardy at a convention and I was, man, I was such a dork. Like, I just kind of walked around <laughs> shattering him the whole time. Like, here, look at my, like, look, my resume. What do you call that, Joel? The thing that you have that you give to people? Yeah. Curriculum vitae. Curriculum vitae. Yeah. No, no, no. The one where you actually show the work. Portfolio. It's a portfolio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I handed him my portfolio, and he's like, Opti's can you just a writer email this now. to me? He, he's a wordsmith. And I was like, <laughs> I can tell. I, only, when I, only when I write it down first. Um, 
But yeah, I, just, I basically handed it to him, and then I'm like, please read this. And he's like, no, email it to me. I'm too busy. And I'm like, oh, he hates me. And so I just <laughs> uh, bugged him on, on uh, email until he's finally read it. And then he's like, okay, cool, you're in. And I'm like, that's it? I'm in? Okay, cool. <laughs> and, uh, and then it was like it was like six more months before before he got back to me like, oh, hey, do you want to actually write something? And I'm like, yes, God, anything. And uh, the first thing I got was um, a chance to do some Halloweener stuff and some Redmond Baron stuff. So, um, yeah, but you know what? I, I realized that if you just are willing to do what other people aren't um, willing to do, like with this Court of Shadows stuff, like since Court of Shadows came out and the reception it got was, like you said, kind of mixed, um, a lot of the writers don't want to touch it. And so I'll end up pitching for something like in um, in the upcoming book um, – book of the lost i pitched for this big chapter and i didn't get it i said but i'll do the uh the uh court of shadows stuff if if you want me to and so now i've been basically living in the court of shadows for a couple of months because nobody else wants to touch it but i guess what people don't realize is that like the sealy court and the elves and the stuff that goes back to the fourth world i'm having a awful big time changing the lore you know (laughs) it's kind of slipping slipping under the radar which is kind of nice so so yeah doing a lot of big stuff and trying to represent the uh the people who really love the lore people who really love Shadowrun. um so yeah it's cool yeah absolutely now mr mr j uh vox who's not here tonight but she got started with writing this year as well right um i I think it was the year before. Uh, it's starting to blur together. Like the first thing yeah, that she yeah. wrote was supposed to be released as a product that ended up getting uh, sort of kiboshed. But then her, the work that she did on it got incorporated into the Seattle box set with the right. the locations book. So it's a uh, yeah. It kind of it kind of blurs a little bit as far as what she wrote and in what order it, it comes out. But a, a lot of the stuff that she wrote ended up coming out this year. So she had a. Gosh, at least one chapter in Quarter Shadows, along with some other work on some of the other chapters. A uh, few opening fiction chunks, or not opening, not all of them were opening fiction, but uh, let's see, there was Howling Shadows opening fiction, and she had a fiction piece in Cutting Aces. Cool. So, so yeah, it's it's been awesome for you know her having the chance to do that and having the opportunity to kind of insert friends into canon, so to speak. You know, yeah, with her yeah. um, the opening fiction that was in Data Trails, uh, she got to bring in Kenji as a character there from her actual play game. Yeah, nice. And uh, in, in in one of the little uh, blurbs she put in uh, one of the recent books, I think it was for Cutting Aces, uh, she referenced a. Um, a character that a friend of ours has who he kind of puts as a big NPC in a lot of his games. It's kind of his, his personal character, the Sapphire Mage, who is who's now sort of snuck in with a little uh, snippet into Shadowrun lore, and that was her, her, her Christmas present to, to our friend, who just got a huge kick out of that. That's really <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's 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 really fun. Now, the the reverse side of this, all this stuff that's been coming out, is is talking about maybe, maybe what we were hoping for, or basically just what maybe didn't that that should have or what we were hoping for this year and mark i haven't heard much from you tonight do you have anything that it, on in your mind that that really should have happened this year but didn't or you were hoping would and didn't um i'm i really like technomancers as fiction and as uh stuff i mean this is the obvious one i'm sure other people would say but a technomancer book would just make me giddy and giggle and 
it'd be really embarrassing. So uh, <laughs> I would really like that to come out, but yeah. only because it's like I don't play as much. So when I do play, that's what I gravitate towards. Sure, and really like. Yeah, I, I mean, I think a lot of people would agree with you that just because of the the lack of attention um, in terms of mechanics, anyway, I think a lot of people think that they've they've been short shrift, you know, and and have been hoping that there is going to be some some extra attention paid to them, maybe in some sort short of short like- shrift. We, we need some rules clarifications here to bring those technomancers in line. Well, the the, the revision oh, of the wigglers can kill anything. <laughs> on the drain codes alone made them like just make me feel like that was a technomancer and not just like Decker with pets. Yay! Right. Right. Uh, technomancer is awesome, and yeah, I think, think the reduction of the drain codes is is definitely a huge improvement for them. But yeah, we, we needed a Technomancer book. I agree. Yeah. What about you, Damien? Or, or you maybe it's okay if it takes a while. I mean, Riggers had four editions of being last. Technomancers can last. They've only been around for one and a half editions. Yeah. <laughs> should, I, should I tell you all the status of the Technomancer book? You're, actually, you're, te- actually, Technomancer started out in second edition. VR2. Wasn't that the otaku? Yeah, the otaku. Half of the Matrix book was a story about a technomancer, more or less. Hey, before (laughs) the otaku, go back to the original book. Deckers were referred to as technomancers. The phrase has been there since the very get-go. And honest, I'll I'll be honest. uh, The elven decker. I miss otaku. Is is there. Yeah. Referred to as that. Opti, we're waiting. Yeah, so Uh-oh. you you're gonna I, you're gonna right. do your uh, requisite um, skirting NDA breakage. Yeah, I can say that it's not coming out soon. <laughs> All right. It's not like I don't need a technomancer book. <laughs> they're broken and overpowered. And they're fantastic. <laughs> I'll, I'll settle for errata. We that's a I'll settle for errata. All right, so Damien, just, I, what, I mean, I know, I know, I know the folks who are working on it, and they're all working on other stuff. And yeah. as far as I know, as far as I know, it's been green lit, but like, it's just not, it's just not. Well, that's at least no, there is no projected street date at this time. That's at least I would, I would be, I would be surprised and excited if it came in 2017. Right. Well, okay. As I keep trying, I'm trying to get you involved, Damien. Um, Damien, uh, what about you? Is there anything that that is that is that you were hoping for in 2016, or is just everybody? Is that the only oh. the only one? Oh, oh, look, man! I got my wish last at the end of last year. I got that Rigor Five. I've been writing high on it. I'm still enjoying that book. <laughs> uh, I've been putting it to use as payday. There is stuff that. I haven't even started to get into in that actual play that I've got up my sleeve. So you had you had your big um, years fill Christmas present back in in 2015 at the end. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and, and since we brought Rigor Five into uh, into our favorite releases, kind of this year since it was at the very end of last year, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm pretty satisfied. Uh, so now I'm just kind of sitting back and enjoying seeing what's coming out and seeing what kind of new ground like like the 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 fact that we got the facebook as i said earlier before is is you know that that's new ground for us in Shadowrun. so i'm curious to see what else is coming that we might not have ever seen before really so yeah yeah always always good to get exciting new stuff some so also what happened this year happens every year but of course this year as well um we had 
conventions, origins, Gen Con. I know that Mark wanted to talk about, um, is it Acon? Yeah, that's something uh, we sort of did just because there's not a whole bunch of role-playing focus conventions here. Um, although we did meet Optia, a small one. Um, but there's... It was the worst <laughs> con of all time. <laughs> <laughs> they followed us on Twitter. They're okay. But um, <laughs> the... The uh, we went to Acon, which is really an anime convention, but they have a lot of gaming there as well. And we did a live broadcast. It's in our end of season two, but it was really fun having a crowd watch us play. So I mean, it was inspired live... by like Acquisitions Incorporated and such, right? You had a live um, dice crimes game there. Yeah, yeah, for two hours, and I never like cut corners so much as a GM as I did during those two hours trying to get some of it. But two it was a lot hours, of fun. We, man. we had audience wow. participation and stuff. Yeah. that's That sounds like it must have been a blast. Did you... I mean, if if you're able to cut through all the stress I'm sure that was there, was it, it had to have been a blast, right? Yeah, it was in front of a crowd of seemingly hundreds, so it was uh, it was really nice. That's that's cool. That's really cool. We got to do that sometime. Um, Origins. Um, how many of you guys? Um, show of hands. Show of digital hands. How many of you guys went to Origins this year? My first convention ever. Nice. Gen Con was <laughs> this year was my first convention ever. Jules. Woohoo! Conversions we, no more. Yeah. It, Origins we, was actually. We, Oh, sorry. Then we brought the kids to, Gen- to Origins this year, so. <laughs> oh my god, they were so adorable they, <laughs> and polite. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're gonna be they're awesome amazing kids, especially when they're around other people than just their parents. <laughs> Isn't that how it always is? <laughs> but that was actually my first convention, actually, as well. So, uh, and uh, as an extra bonus, I actually got to meet Amanda, uh, my partner in crime on Violent Life, for the first time there as well. So it was a, a lot of fun. Ah, oh, of course, you got to remind me that I, I just missed her every time. Yeah, <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> well, again, also for me, is I got to meet uh, Cassie my co-host uh at gen con as well so that was really cool cassie you can't see her uh at home on the podcast she's clapping Uh, i didn't know was i supposed to respond you know no you're not supposed to respond just just no you know you don't have to say anything nice it's okay we haven't heard from justin i want to hear from justin yeah justin you're sitting quietly over there did you go to origins or gen con either one of them this year i didn't go to any conventions this year did you go to Dragon Con? I thought that, that's your big one, isn't it? That's my usual go-to, but this year was not a convention year for me. Yeah, well, did you did you have fun playing at home? Oh, yeah. It was great just kind of restarting the Hidden Grid again. Yeah, mm-hmm. no doubt. Because you got, you got over there Opti GMing for you. Mm-hmm. Well, we had to kidnap somebody somehow. <laughs> You, you got more to, than just a somebody. You got a lot of people's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have to press Opti into service, or or was he a, a eager, willing participant? He was pretty willing. It was it was <laughs> Zen dead. He gave me this really yeah. like 
sob story. He's like, I never get to play anymore. All I want to do is play Shadowrun. Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't that he wasn't done getting to play. Opti, will it you was... please? Opti, will you please run a game? <laughs> there was that. There was part of that. Because I don't. I never get to play. I don't even get to run most things anymore because of where I live. The gaming community, unless you're doing D&D Adventure League or Pathfinder Society, nobody plays anything. Right. And yeah. those are the only two things that are played. And I'm just like, I hate both of those things. Honestly, that's the way it is around here and where I am. It's it's a lot of Pathfinder, um, a lot of D&D. Um, yeah. Almost basically no Shadowrun at all. Um, yep. I know. I know. I've heard from people who live around here who who insist that they do play Shadowrun in their home games. But I'm talking about like going to the the gaming store. Nobody's playing it there. So. Oh yeah, no. N- there's not even people playing it like locally anywhere mm. around me. You- so I'm just like, I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we ended up uh, looping Opti in. Yeah, and same thing here. <laughs> I mean, I'm in the DC area and. Unfortunately, our local game store closed, but, you know, you go in and look and everyone's doing, you know, they're doing Pathfinder, some people are playing Warhammer, 3K, and, you know, but no one was playing Shadowrun, and I'm like, why not? And, you know, and the response from, uh, it's sad the owners decided to retire and close the store. Like, well, why don't you post, hey, you know, running a Shadowrun? And they're like, no one signs up for it. And it was weird because I actually met a whole bunch of Shadowrun players. When I went to see Del the Funky Homo Sapien in concert, and I was chatting with these a uh, couple of people, like, oh, yeah, I know Shadowrun. It's like, it's like, and they're like dropping like Maria Mercurial and Universal Brotherhood and all these other kind of fun things. And I'm like, where were you? Where are you? It's like, but it's so scattershot. It's like, yeah, there's a decent number of us, but just far away enough. Although it was really weird, I was recognized as Rainbow Smite at the concert. Wow, that's so nice. Freaked me the heck out. I was, you know, chatting with this awesome girl and chit-chatting back and forth, and I'm showing off my tattoos. And my tattoo on my right foot is the Shadowrun symbol. Blue yeah. is beautiful. And she's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you play Shadowrun. Her boyfriend comes up, gives her a uh, chat, and she's like, yeah, dude, she plays Shadowrun. She loves Shadowrun. I'm like, yeah, I do. And he looks at my foot, looks at me, looks at my foot, looks at me, and he goes, you're Rainbow Smite, aren't you? I'm like, how the hell did you know that? He's like, <laughs> my name is you for IGN. I played Shadowrun Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty That's pretty amazing. Um, it, it was funny and a little weird, but, you know, it's... It's kind of like, you know, like you see somebody and you're like, I think they do, but it's it's popular, but it's not like concentrated popular you get with like D&D or something, which is yeah. kind of upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, last thing I want to talk about about 2016 before we move on to, you know, talking about what we're hoping for in the next year and then and then some Q&A after that is uh, at Gen Con this year. It's Gen Con. It's a convention related. But at Gen Con this year, we had a cool thing, which was the uh, first kind of convention panel for Shadowrun podcasters that we did. I know um, uh, Opti, Mr. Johnson, you both were there for 
that. Cassie was uh, an audience participant for that, and um, and uh, that was per- that was awesome. That was one of my highlights of 2016. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah I, I was a highlight of mine as well. I totally had no idea what to expect. <laughs> I was just for one, just amazed that we had people in the room with us. Yeah, highlight of Facebook Live for the entire past year, no matter how much they try to push it. Yeah, and if you haven't seen that, if you're listening to this and you're like, "Man, I wish I could have been there for that," because there was some, there was cool stuff. We had a, like I said, we had Opti there. We had, um, you know, Mark wasn't there, but uh, Lee Stone, his uh, his uh, compatriot, was was better there. half. Yeah, <laughs> he was there. Um, we got to see Mr. Johnson sing live. Um, I I do what I want. Um, that was that was that was amazing. Yeah, that it was, was fun. so freaking awesome. <laughs> that was fun. I was in the chat. I was I in the chat room. That was cool. That was really oh, unexpected. Gone, I think. Now, so it, so would you say, Jules? I went to the wrong con. I would have loved to hear you sing, dude. You're an awesome it's, musician. It's, it's too. on the interweb somewhere, I think. Yeah, that's what I was you about to say. You can download the song where I've actually like sang it when I still had a good voice and wasn't running games all day at Gen Con. Yeah, so if, if you you're just listening go to my SoundCloud. To this, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, man, I wish I could have been there for that, it was a cool panel. Um, if you go to the Complex Action Facebook page, it's actually uh, a video on there. The whole panel, I think almost the whole thing is on there there might have been some technical things the audio is not the greatest and everything but you get to see it um it's not bad audio uh but it's uh there it is um but you do something like that at origins huh actually we have a question about that that i'll probably answer first (laughs) and um have us all answer first and i've got some some small information about that but anyway i'm teasing and getting ahead of myself um i want to talk about 2017 i want to go around the table actually and give everybody the opportunity not only to talk about what they're hoping for what maybe some resolutions that they have for 2017 and the projects that they work on but also give you guys a chance to to just briefly since i didn't in detail just briefly mention the projects that you're involved in you know give you an opportunity to plug yourself but also let's talk about what you're each hoping for to happen in 2017 (laughs) and maybe some if you've got any like resolutions or or things that you're trying to work on with your projects and we'll start we'll go with in the reverse order this time and we'll start with mark um yeah the the big things we got coming up is we're sort of expanding our podcast categories or something um or something (laughs) yeah like it'll be the same feed or whatever but uh we'll be playing some other games as well as shadowrun Mm -hmm. uh and the crew will be changing out a little bit but that's just because we literally are having so much fun there's more people who want to have fun and i can't say no so um (laughs) that's how that's gonna work out for us this next year and i don't think we'll get to Akon again this year because um, everybody was like super like worried about being anxiety ridden and then they <laughs> saw all like 20 people who showed up and that's why we had fun so if, <laughs> if it gets bigger and bigger we're gonna have to like do it every other year so we're prescriptions can get renewed for anxiety mess <laughs> <laughs> no doubt <laughs> Um, so, uh, Justin, Justin with, uh, or, or if, if you prefer someone else, I mean, you guys all are hidden grid, right? So let's, uh, but we'll start with you, Justin. Well, for the hidden grid itself, we have some projects we're trying to work on that 
some recent events have kind of put a halt to it, but there's another side project I'm going to work on for Hidden Grid and trying to keep it really secret until I know what's going to happen. Sure. <laughs> and Opti knows what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I think we have to make it happen now this year. Now we do. Now we definitely have to. <laughs> now that uh, you've uh, told us that there's a secret thing that we don't know what it is, it has to happen now. Yes. <laughs> um, but besides that, personally, though, part of the reason I didn't go to cons was because I took a year off from normal work to try to start work on writing fiction. So Nice. Excellent. Hopefully in the coming year, the first book will come out. Cool. Cool. So. Awesome. That's Ooh, What uh, is your first book about? Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Ooh, little cyberpunky. <laughs> Who would have guessed? <laughs> <laughs> totally outside your uh, your comfort zone, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Completely apart from my interest. I. Who would have think I like writing cyberpunk stuff? <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you have a title yet? Not yet. Tentative one, but not one I'm kind of in love with yet. Well, you'll have to let sure. us know. There'll be know. announcements like crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So that we can we can help spread the word for you. Um, Cassie, Cassie, what do you have? Tell us um, a little bit about not only you know the the project that you projects maybe that you work on, but um, what are you looking forward to? Hopefully, in twenty seventeen, Shadowrun related. Uh, well, I'll keep expanding the Emerald Grid and hopefully get more and more people for that. But overall, I would say the Sixth World Podcast. I look forward to us having a full year of that because that turned out to be way more fun than I was expecting, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. She was like, oh, God. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to be some work, Bobby? but it's turned out to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, if I if I could jump on that as well. The Sixth World Podcast is uh, is our, if, you, if you're listening and you haven't heard of it, it's our, it's our kind of like just general discussion podcast about shadow and it's really informal kind of casual conversations that we have we've had a, uh, many of you guys on there and we will have each of you guys who are on this uh show with with me right now well we will have all of you at some point um uh, we ev- we we record every other week and we do it live and and we have a new guest on every time just to talk about shadowrun just talk about different things in shadowrun so it's been a ton of fun um, but uh, are you looking forward to anything? Uh, are you are you anticipating any releases or anything? Uh, no, only my own. I, I really promised to try to get out there, and I'm recording a YouTube channel, and I've got the Twitter going, and I'm actually nice. writing down my runs so I can share those with the GMs out there, so that you don't have to recreate the world uh my favorite thing is that i stole the anarchy style of i love how the runs are listed in anarchy this is the one page real short and very clear and i'm trying to steal that and put my own runs in that format so whoever helped devise that yay those are fantastic (laughs) yeah it's uh that sounds really cool you were telling me about that yesterday yeah um who who's uh i've got to pull my list up here jules What's going on with you? Tell me about Seize the GM. <laughs> uh, that that's Zended and Justin and me. That's not me. <laughs> well, well, you're on the spot. And you've got Zended right there with you. So you guys tag team it. Tell me about it. Oh boy. Well, basically, 
I've done a really focused podcast format before where it was one game and I felt like eventually you either hit a brick wall with where you can go with something like that so I'm like we need to just umbrella everything for the guy who sits behind the screen that nobody else you know, most shows are for players and everything mm-hmm. else, but there's very few for just the guy who's stuck behind that damn screen. <laughs> and usually when you see a show that actually does focus on GMing, a lot of it is focused on mostly the fantasy stuff, like uh, the Dragon Age RPG or, or Pathfinder. Mm-hmm. But there's so many other styles out there. Like, you know, as, as much as I love Shadowrun, my, my talent for at least creation and writing is for horror and i'm not talking slasher or elders like a hulu mine is just the uh everything's slightly weird thing kind of silent hill-esque yeah so you know it's like as much as i love playing or running you know cyberpunk or Shadowrun or some of the other ones you know it's it's interesting to be able to also see like okay I can write horror but where else could i insert it and then getting other things and like how you can build up what are you comfortable with and how can you branch it? You know, it's like, you know, I've never run a, a D&D game. Thank God. Everyone would hate my ass. But <laughs> my ability to, to do a lot of the stuff with horror is like, oh, well, you all right. You probably couldn't do like your standard, but you might want, you might be able to do like uh, Raven's Loft or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, just because you you're comfortable with this doesn't mean you can't apply it elsewhere. So that was kind of fun. And, yeah, we, we tackle all of the big, broad subjects right now. And as we go, we're continuing to tighten that screw down on individual bigger, like smaller pieces as it goes so that it's more like a toolbox that people can use. Yeah, and it's a nice also thing about it is like Justin and Zendet are actually uh, really accommodating of me. Um, you know, I've... I've my brain's a little whacked up, so they actually, for someone you know that might have, like, say, autism or something, my own thing. No, 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 you can still GM. It's okay. Yeah. And I think that's actually kind of really cool to have that kind of inclusivity. Mm-hmm. So it's just all right. You, you can be you can be like like five degrees off normal, which is where I permanently live. But yeah, you could still run a game, and it it, it helps to make like okay, hey, you got limitations. Here's how you can work around it. And I thought that was, you know, something just I've never seen that in another GM podcast. So yeah, yeah, I um I just discovered it just recently. I listened in on a couple episodes. I I think you guys have a lot of uh, chemistry too. I, I like the I like listening to you guys talk to each other. It's um thank you. It's uh, <laughs> that was the goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's entertaining. It's 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 good. Joel, yeah. tell me tell me about what you are looking forward to in 2017. What I'm looking forward to in 2017 is from seed from Catalyst. I really want to see a CAS source book. I really want to see some some focused CAS work. Joel, I'll Joel. double that. Yeah, you and me are just yeah, going to have to write. Yes, it. agreed. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think it's the biggest area they haven't touched enough on, where they have a lot of players. Uh, personally, 
I'm planning to be at Origins this year. So there are a lot of people I haven't gotten to meet in person I'm looking forward to meeting. And if anyone has watched the slowly growing ice in in the drink, I've been refilling it periodically. (laughs) I will bring adult libations. So I I will bribe people at Origins is my goal. Amazing. I am suddenly like three times more excited to be going to Origins this year because I see pictures of your cocktails on your blog all the time and (laughs) it just makes my mouth water. Um, So I want that real bad. (laughs) Hey, we'll, we'll do another night at Dante's, huh? Oh my God. Best night ever. <laughs> yeah, we probably went to about five. It was something like that. There was lots of drinking involved. Yeah, yeah that's uh... my one of my one of my good buddies uh, brought a couple of bottles of homemade mead. And if all goes, oh. he said he's coming to Origins again, and he will bring as many bottles as he can make. Oh boy! Oh boy! Lots of fun to be had. Damien, Damien, tell me, um, what are you looking forward to, or or what's coming up for the Violent Life podcast in 2017? Well, in 2016, at least we had a we had a hell of a year. I think uh, a lot of ups and downs. We between uh, my own health issues and uh, and st- just some changes on the show. Um, I'd say I'm most looking forward to uh, um, to getting more Redmond born out there. Uh, that's a new uh, a new series that we launched this year uh, when we kind of broke ground into um, full audio dramas and uh, Redmond Born kind of takes you into the uh, for anybody who hasn't listened to it kind of takes you into the um, position of a, of a street person in Redmond uh, so it's kind of like a worm's eye view of, of Shadowrun and uh, we uh, we launched our Patreon as well this year and I'm uh, I'm actually getting close to the point where I can uh, where I can get monthly Redmond Born episodes out there cool uh, and be able to pay voice actors to do that so yeah. um, that's pretty much the the my driving force right now so uh, I'm I'm in I'm in love with doing those things yeah I'm I I would love to see more of Redmond Born. I got to be part of Redmond Born. That was fun. I thought that yeah, was you. Yeah, you did. I you were uh, Jiffy Jiffy Todd in yep. episode 1. That was that was fun. I got to I got to voice that. That was that was that was cool. Um I will uh, do my part, I guess, before I go on to Opti and Mr. J. Um, So uh, Cassie's already talked about the Six World Podcast. We're doing more of the same. We're just getting started. There's not a lot of super, like, different new things happening. We're just going to get awesome people to come and talk to us. Um, But uh, Complex Action... The uh, in particular the GM screen stuff that I do on YouTube. If you haven't seen that, you should check it out on. Complex I have everyone bookmarked, and I share them with everybody. Oh, believe me, it's awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. I have a lot of fun it. with that. Um, I have. Uh, we've just started putting out weekly episodes of GM Screen, and I am grateful to to uh, Mr. Johnson here who writes um, writes those episodes for me. Thank you. 
Mr. J. Uh, oh, you're welcome. And I'm grateful to get money to write about cheddar and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, we, uh, so that was um, some amazing things that have happened this year as I've gotten to the position to be able to afford to um, get him to help me. And uh, we're putting out episodes every single week. And coming up, I'm hoping this year, my goal for uh, GM Screen and Complex Action in general is to be able to uh, get uh, some 101 style video series together. I keep getting these requests from people who who want me to do GM screen videos on like uh, explain how, you know, combat works, you know, a tutorial on combat. And that doesn't really fit into GM screen. Like GM screen's all about like the difficult to find so maybe not necessarily esoteric, but it's just like in the moment, here's the one rule you need. Here's a video for it. Um, but I get a lot of requests and we, I want to put together a series of 101 kind of, um, maybe 10 or 12 video series where you can sit down and learn matrix 101. You watch this series of videos that are in the GM screen style and they walk you through how to do the matrix or magic or, or combat or something. And when you, when you get out of it, then you're, you know, you have a basic understanding of how to fill that role. And, um, that's something I'm really looking forward to hopefully being able to afford to do in the upcoming year so yeah um but uh opti let's go with opti opti haven't heard from you in a couple of minutes um tell me what's going on with you in 2017 anything exciting you want to tell everybody about the neo-anarchist podcast um not really um, All right, next. I guess the, no, <laughs> the, the most exciting thing for me is to get back up and running with uh, the normal episodes. Um, some of the Patreon folks know that um, my the nonprofit that I work at is uh, nice enough to allow me to podcast out of my office there. Mm-hmm. And this year, uh, around March, we had a flood uh, mm-hmm. in the building. Yeah. And so I was out of my studio for uh, we just got back in this month about a week ago and so i'm i'm i've been releasing episodes when i can like working from home um but it's just not it's not set up to allow me to do that on a regular basis and so sure my podcast has been really spotty and um and people have stuck with me throughout that and i'm trying real hard to get back into the release of regular episodes so um we've got some cool patreon rewards that i'm excited about i think we're moving on some new shirts and some black star dog tags which are going to hit pretty soon nice um, and i want to the black star episode that i just did has been resonating with an awful lot of people so i think we're going to probably do some more with that uh the info and a job stuff and um and i'm going to get back to uh <clears throat> after the uh as Atlanta episode i'm going to get back more into the corporation specials uh try to finish those out and uh we got some more cool stuff uh, on the way um regarding magic and some more interview type stuff on uh, particular uh, topics that are covered in character. So it's cool. Yeah, it's all, it's all pretty cool, but I just got to get back, get back to uh, the routine, which is not as easy as it, as it sounds. Well, no doubt. I mean, I, I can sympathize. Um, Black star, you said it must've inspired something. Cause I just recently had an episode of the, uh, of the complex action, actual play sponsored, um, on behalf of black star. Uh, so. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, my hope also um, regarding uh, freelancing for sh- for Catalyst is that I really want to bring back Black Star in a big way. 
Um, yeah. Because I thought that they were kind of like the only, the only real neo anarchist uh, presence uh, aside from like the little, the little um, cells here and there. But uh, when Black Star kind of went uh, MIA in fourth edition, I've kind of had my eye on them ever since. And so bringing them back is a real passion of mine. And I think 2017 is uh, crossing fingers the time I'm going to be able to, to do that in full force. Well, I'm I'm crossing fingers for you as well because I really like I really like um, what I have heard about Black Star. I haven't dug real deep, but um, I'm I'm going I'm going to. I think they're pretty neat, Mr. Johnson. The uh, you I, I saved you for last mm-hmm. because you you kind of I don't think it's a secret that you kind of have the behemoth, um, the Arcology podcast. Uh, in, in the room here. Yeah, well, you, I mean, come on. You, you, everybody who listens to anything is also listening to yours. Um, so what if, do you have anything going on in 2017 that you want to tell everybody about? Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, there, there's a lot of things, I, I guess, regarding, you know, 2016, I think about halfway through the year, I finally made the realization that the podcast thing that I've been doing is not really something i can consider a hobby anymore (laughs) so i've been treating it more like a job and a career and that's been just fantastic getting it going from like that that feeling in the pit of your stomach going wow it's been two weeks since i put an episode out i don't really have anything useful to say right now so uh you know i I don't know maybe some of you you guys here can relate to that sort of um yeah yeah that pressure of like i should be podcasting but i'm not right now (laughs) Mm -hmm. kind of thing and so (laughs) so i I just i made the decision and pulled the trigger like all right that's it We're, we're doing one episode actual play a week one episode of our regular one every single week you know we can make occasional exceptions maybe but it should be a really weird and unusual thing so with the exception of a couple times we've had to go a day or two later than we intended we've kept up with that ever since and uh that that's been uh i think a real good thing that i want to continue through 2017 um something else i want to reach for for the arcology podcast in 2017 is start doing some uh, occasional live streaming and I'd like to involve that in the actual play in some way. Exactly how, I'm not sure. So I've, we've been putting out extra long actual play episodes to kind of catch up with our recordings so that people aren't listening to things that were recorded, say, a year ago. Yeah, I've noticed. You know, if we're going to have any sort of... Your actual play, I used to just listen to an episode when I went on a run, and now I have to... Now I have to go on like a four-hour run. <laughs> yeah, my original goal for the show was thirty to forty-five minutes, and now we're dropping two-plus-hour episodes, yeah, which yeah. is not sustainable. <laughs> but um, so I hope you're all enjoying it for now. But it's it's not gonna it's not gonna go for too much longer because mm-hmm. we're starting to get caught up. My ideal is I'd like to be maybe have about a couple of months lead time so that we can do neat things with our our patron rewards, having people being able to vote or suggest on uh, some directions to the campaign pain we'll be taking yeah um just different ways we can actually involve our listeners whereas before i I couldn't do that because any change i'm going to make it's going to take at least a year before anyone's going to see it and they'll forget about it so yeah so i want to do more of that um i love the idea of doing occasional um webinars uh, to get some people together to talk about a topic and maybe uh, do a class on, say, you know, designing a run for Shadowrun or GM techniques, things like that. That's really cool. Um, I like that idea a lot. Another project I, I've been wa- sort of uh, toying with and, and I sort of tapped certain people that have said that they're interested that I really want to get off the ground in 2017 is an Earth Dawn actual play podcast. Ooh. 
uh, possibly with uh, some episodes where we talk about Earthdawn as well, because uh, they've been putting out a lot more about Earthdawn lately, and it's 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 really interesting and worth taking a look at, even though it's not technically the, the the connected fourth and sixth world anymore it still is in my heart and always will be yeah but yeah. i also love earth dawn for earth dawn yeah no doubt that's really I'm exciting also, oh you've got more holy cow oh yeah <laughs> i'm also working on a project with uh kevin zarnecki and that's russell right. zimmerman that will talk more details about it a little bit later. We were teasing it back in the at the uh, at the Gen Con thing. We we're going to do a Kickstarter in the fall, but uh, you know, getting things done and in place t- takes a little bit longer sometimes. And we didn't want to try running a Kickstarter in the middle of December. So sure, uh, yeah. listen for that soon. I think I think we'll be getting that rolling very very shortly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Anything else? I don't want to try cutting you off again. Oh, sorry. No. Um, yeah, I've got other ideas too, but nothing else that I want to say anything about because they're just things that might, you know, just fade into mist. Right. <laughs> I, uh, and with I, everything you're doing, you need to find maybe not an hour every quarter or so just to get a nap. Yeah, really, really. Um, well, what, what's been super cool about this year is I lost my job in April. <laughs> and instead right. of going like, well, man, that really sucks, I went, you know, it's time. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, you know, between I, I have lots what of we're bringing cooling. in through a Patreon and um, the, the the other work that I do with my you know DJ event business, I was able to not have to go back to a day job. And yeah. I'm trying to pour a lot of that energy into making the Arcology podcast better. And um, that's because we should always strive to do better with our stuff. And I think all of us are doing that. And there's so many more of us doing it now when we're all kind of helping to bring each other along to, to just put out more shadow run content. That is even better. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys who, and gals who couldn't make it tonight. And there, there really are a lot more of us than there were even. Oh, so many. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's booming. It's exploding, um, all the Shadowrun content creators that are out there. And so there's no, there's definitely no dearth of stuff to consume if you want to do that. So, um, yeah, I'm sitting here just looking at the faces and all of them and thinking back to the first time we did this years ago <laughs> and just going, wow, we've really expanded the last couple of years and it's been going pretty awesome going from one to, you know, half a dozen to a dozen now. Yeah, Big ones absolutely. And small I, ones starting up all the time. So just the simple yay. fact that I had to that I had to while while we were organizing this, I I had to say, hey guys, um, this is going to be a cluster frag of uh, people talking. Like, let's let's figure out how to how to, like even last year it was was not even, and that was my first time participating. It wasn't even. Um, there's a lot of people out there now, so uh, it's, it's we really shook awesome. the pillars of heaven, didn't we, Wang? <laughs> um but Any you know more what Jack Burton quotes? Oh boy. You know what? <laughs> oh, Black Blood of the Earth. Twenty seventeen it looks really exciting for everybody that is got lots of it looks like people are really trying to Think about new cool stuff, and and I'm really excited about it. And I think uh, everybody listening is probably also just as excited. But as promised, 
I said we were going to have a Q&A segment to this so that people who are in the chat can ask us some questions, just anything that they want. I've also got a couple of questions here um, that I collected earlier just in case we needed to uh, to fill between time. I'll give Cassie a second to get a first question um, ready to go by asking the first question from that came from uh, Reddit. Uh, it was from J Rex on Reddit. Uh, J Rex, who is a, who is a, um, he's a. If if you spend a lot of time out on Reddit in the Shattering community, then you've you've seen stu- um, his post and everything. He's out there all the time. He asks, are there any plans on convention uh, meetups? this coming year and uh the reason i wanted to answer this one first is because i can start by saying that um the gen con thing that we did last year was so amazingly fun um i went ahead and took the um i I know i've told at least opti and damien and mr johnson about this um that uh that um that I went ahead and, and took the initiative and contacted the people at Origins um, about that sort of thing. And I'm talking to them right now, and it looks like there, sh- there are plans in the works for at least Origins for us to do some kind of a podcaster panel. So if you're, if you're going to be going to that. And I don't see any reason why we wouldn't do Gen Con again. Do you guys? Uh, maybe if I die in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was amazing, and um, and uh, we already know that it's well, that that's something. I would hope that you guys would still do it if I died. So. Yeah, exactly. So just saying. So if there's no rat battles this time, I'm out. <laughs> you and uh, we'll we'll have to get Rusty Russell Zimmerman involved again so that you guys can can have a more official rat battle uh, this time. <laughs> Well, it's already. I'm penciling it in right now. If you're watching on the stream, you can see me doing it. I'm well, if Bobby's it got it on paper, then it's going to happen. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was uh I was talking to my wife recently that uh, telling her that I don't know how it, I had no idea until I started working with you guys, particularly on the Gen Con thing. I had no idea. Truly, no idea that that this was a part of my personality. That apparently, I'm the over, the overbearing, controlling organizer. <laughs> and we appreciate had, it, or things funny. wouldn't get done. You're the only one here that's the most organized. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Last year, they they had me uh, running things, and I'm. I've been working a lot and, and trying to get more organized, but after after much, much labor and vast improvements, I'm still moderately less organized than your average human being. Yeah. <laughs> you, we started talking about the Gen Con thing this year, and there were, you guys were like, yeah, let's do that. And so I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm kind of like new to the podcaster community at the time, and I'm like twiddling my thumbs thinking like, is anything going to happen? People haven't really been saying anything. Is anything going to happen? Like, this is not going to happen, is it? This and is so- within the first 30 seconds of the post, first post <laughs> right so um so i like i i start thinking about it and i i start like uh, putting posts out there and i think uh mr johnson i cliff i uh, i think i messaged you at one point because i was worried that i was gonna make people mad i was like hey um i'm really sorry if if i'm like stepping on like people's toes <laughs> but um it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And I'm glad to do it. It's uh, it's kind of my personality type. Um, Cassie, we got a question from the chat room? 
Uh, yeah, so you kind of answered about whether or not there'll be a podcaster's panel at Origins or Gen Con. Hopefully so. Um, Hopefully both. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. both. Uh, there's another one. We'll, we'll throw Opti here because uh, I think he didn't take the time to answer this. Finally, he let one get through the system. Uh, how did you create the character of Opti as a crow shaman in the Neo Anarchy podcast? Uh, hmm. How did I create the character Opti as a crow shaman? Um, so I spent... For the first year I was at my current job, I had nothing to do. And so I sat in my office just kind of wondering, and I was going to get a tattoo. And so I uh, spent a lot of time thinking about what I was going to get on my tattoo. And I ended up thinking, like, you know what? I should get my spirit animal. And then I went, like, oh, what's my spirit animal? So I spent, like, really about three months just whittling my thumbs and thinking about what my spirit animal was. And then um, I ran across the crow or the raven, and uh, that got my mind wandering. And I was just in that headspace of all things ravens when I created Opti. So I cobbled together all of the different um, radio personalities that I knew through a uh, raven shaman skin on top of that. And uh, that's how Opti got made. What was the second part of the question? <laughs> um, essentially, then, how did you create the Neo Anagrist podcast from that? How did you go from oh. Opti shaman to... I, no, that was backwards. Um, so Opti, okay. <laughs> uh, as a character, was created for the Neo-Anarchist podcast. And essentially, the Neo-Anarchist podcast was created because I was getting back into... I was getting into GMing Shadowrun for the first time and realized that like there was a lot of lore that I didn't know. And I'm not necessarily... You wouldn't necessarily know this by talking to me, but when it comes to... Um, getting involved in something I need to know everything there is about it like I don't want anything to slip through the cracks and so I realized I didn't know any of the lore or not any of it I didn't know all of the lore and so I looked for something that could help me figure out the lore and, and learn as much about it as I, as I could and it was completely inaccessible and so I decided there must be a podcast about that right there's a podcast about everything right. and there wasn't and so I thought well if I like this if I want this then surely other people will and uh, that's kind of how it got started. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome answer. Who asked that question, by the way? Do you have any names? Oh, I wasn't saving names. Okay. Well, somebody in the chat will tell us. I'm thank sure. you, anonymous <laughs> questioner. Was it Togashi? Togashi Jack? Yes. We'll go with that. Cassie, do you have what another one? Uh, Bobby, this kind of goes back to where you were talking about the GM screens versus maybe doing tutorials, and it was, Bobby, will you do a GM screen on Matrix actions for non-deckers and technomancers? Everyone forgets it. But yeah, like your, your normal jack-of-all-trades could do a Matrix reception, right? That's a really good point. As long good as you, Yeah, as long as you've got a device that, that has the appropriate attributes, right, you can... I mean, well, and every comlink has data processing, and major perception is this data processing. So yeah, well, in fact, yeah, in fact, there's even in the core rulebook there's a list of matrix actions that that uh, any anybody can perform. Yeah, we should do that. Well, let's Cliff. Let's talk about let's talk about our favorite one, right? All you need is a data processing to do a matrix perception on somebody, and you can immediately ask for their com number. So just by looking at you in the matrix, <laughs> I can get your number and call you. That's a good point. I never really thought about that. That's um creepy. 
<laughs> well, welcome to the sixth world and the lack of privacy, right? Like. Yeah, no kidding. We we should definitely do that. Uh, matrix actions for non uh, non matrix power users. Non hackers. Yeah, non hackers. Um, yeah, let's do that. I've got a question real fast from uh, mm-hmm. from Reddit. Uh, quad, uh, my head set keeps hitting my can you guys hear that every time it happens it keeps hitting my i just got this new microphone anyway um no good uh i've got a ktar sr for those of us who can only go to one of the i like this question because it's a good question um for this (laughs) thanks thanks bobby for saying nothing um for those who can only go to one of the two big conventions being Gen Con and Origins. If you were only able to go to one, which one of those would you go to and why? Um, I'm going to call on somebody, someone I haven't heard from in a while. Um, Jules, I know you've only been to Origins. Um, uh, Zended, have you been to both? Numerous times. Okay, so which one would you pick? Uh, For a first show, Origins. Origins because it is it is a little it's smaller and you can actually get a better chance to actually sit down and actually talk to people whereas at Gen Con everybody's working right and if you're there to play it's easier to find things in the Columbus Convention Center as opposed to the Indianapolis <laughs> Convention Center and the football stadium and you know it's all over sure now I mean it's like trying to game it at Dragon Con right it's really more the block right the, yeah. uh, the convention uh, no, they've, center block they've, they've got five <laughs> hotels or six hotels at Dragon Con now that are core hotels yeah yeah six and hotels three of them are three and- blocks Six hotels and a they rent out basically half a mall. Yeah. Has anybody out there it's, been to both done both Gen Con and Origins and would uh has a case to make for Gen Con? Yes. I would say that you must go to Gen Con at least once in your life. Barring that, if you have to make the choice, go to Origins. Yeah, having only been to Gen Con, I'll play devil's advocate, I guess, and and uh and kind of add to what Mr. Johnson's saying in that Gen Con was amazingly awesome. It was it was like, you know, gaming mecca in a lot of ways, you know, like there's everything there. There's so much stuff to do and a lot of like your big um like like, you know, tabletop gaming and geek celebrity stuff is going on there. Um, I know Cassie, you did uh, at least one or maybe two uh, show things where you got to for Critical Role. Yeah, um, I was gonna say I think Gen Con is definitely the one to go to if you're into more of oh, the variety of big stuff, yeah. but outside of Shadowrun. So like Magic: The Gathering, you're into Rio game, Rio Rio Grande games, all of that stuff, the True yeah. Dungeon. And that's what um, I was. Yeah, gonna... and I did the critical role stuff yeah that's that's kind of where i was gonna go is that i'm i'm bringing my wife to origins um but uh in the following year 2018 i've already told her that her and um my brother-in-law tyler who went to gen con with me and his wife which is my yeah anyway his wife he um 
the four of us are going to Gen Con because I think the, that will they will have a lot of fun at Gen Con. They're big, huge um, board game geeks and and whatnot. So I think yeah, if if you if you want the sh- super awesome intimate Shadowrun experience, getting to meet a lot of Shadowrun people and hanging out and having some drinks and socializing, Origins is what it sounds like. But if you want the whole big giant super fun general gaming eclectic experience, it sounds like Gen Con. You can't beat it. Yeah, so uh, rather, I think the best choice is to just say both. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you can only go if to one a year, to... then alternate between them year after year. All right. Um, yeah, if I don't you know. want to just do Shadowrun stuff and you want to get a chance to meet a lot of the Shadowrun people and, and personalities that you may have heard of, like whether they're catalysts, they're writers, or they're um, podcasters, or whatever, then I would say definitely Origins, because you, you will get to meet those people, and they have time to hang out and sit with you, and, and that can be a really fun community event. Gen Con is just go, 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 24-7, and if Shadowrun is not your only thing, then there's plenty for you to do, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Cassie, do you have any other questions from the chat room? Uh yeah yeah. Uh, let's see what we got. Um, oh jeez. <laughs> uh, someone asked earlier, and this may be for Opti. Uh, like Hesby. Who's it? Hesby, the big dragon, the great dragon. Hesby. Huh? Yeah, I say Hesby. I can't pronounce it. I'm not pronouncing Hes- things. Hesby. Hesby. Yeah. Is anything new coming from out of that? Like, the great uh, orange queen. Yeah. So queen yeah, the, the orange queen. queen has kind of been stripped of her draconic position and she has re-entered the shadows and so expect to see her kind of slumming it and uh interacting more with the street level folks um so that's kind of fun we get to we get to have a little bit of fun with her now that she's kind of well she's not poor but she's she's not (laughs) poor she doesn't doesn't have the influence that she once did and and so look for her to be making moves on a smaller scale and and influencing things from the ground up that's really exciting because i think one of the things that um makes the lore um more accessible is having big um big like like lightning rod type characters that that are that are you know big personalities to latch on to and follow like like harlequin or um i know that might make a lot of people mad a lot of people hate harlequin but um i think or dunkles on maybe that's a better example uh you know big personalities and big characters i think uh, kind of are cool so i think dunkle zane's will is like half of my runs <laughs> as it should be. Yeah, it should be the upcoming book of the lost is going to be awfully similar to that it's going to have a lot of cool lore stuff and, and a lot of different things for you to be able to just take and run with we'll yeah. have artifacts and stuff uh, yeah there's going to be a lot of stuff book of the lost is, is basically an entire book full of run material cool and it's, all, also- it's all big huge meta plot stuff and all the way down to street level stuff that's awesome. Nice. I would say for for uh, for me, I don't do a, a lot of runs for Dunkelzen's Will that are specifically intended to be a part of that. But I'll pick something out of it and throw that into a run unexpectedly. Yeah. So it's yeah, always that's, like that's an exactly, Easter egg you find. That's exactly yeah. what what we're gunning for with Book of the Lost. Sweet. Sweet. Right. Um, um, cool. 
while you're looking for another one, Cassie, I'm going to throw something at Justin and Mark and anybody else who wants to chime in. Um, Do you guys, Justin, Mark, you can take turns. Do you have any dice superstitions? Like, uh, like here, this, uh, this is a question from BLT Network on Reddit. He says, examples being uh, that you can only touch your dice. Or, oh, no. No. Like, can t- only you can touch your dice. Or, or he says, maybe soaking <laughs> them in clown blood to grant them exceptional luck. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I actually rarely use physical dice these days anyway. Yeah. Mostly because whenever the cats crawl on the desk, they pick them up and take them with them. <laughs> I'm, uh, if you listen to Dice Crimes, we are really big about the sound of dice, and yeah. uh, so we, I have, I do have superstitions, even though I think superstitions are sort of silly. Sure, but it's sure, more sure. like behavioral i come from a family of craps players uh i stack <laughs> right, my <okay>. dice <laughs> like i'm constantly editing out the sound of me playing with the dice and lining them back up and preparing for a throw that type of thing yeah yeah like I'm... damien you're about to say something you have a oh, dice yeah, superstition yeah. I, I was about to say i have i i think the 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 dice and me we don't generally get along um most of my dice are 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 far away from where i do my recording but i do have a special set of dice i actually picked up at origins this year shatter on set that i use for rolling payday and they actually don't roll poorly so i keep them far away <laughs> from the, where the other ones live yeah yeah i I come from like a Warhammer 40k background in D and D, and like I've used, I, I theme my dice to my armies, and like I I have this anecdotal evidence that they don't roll as well if they're not themed. That thing. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jules? Do you have like a big pewter dice that you use to to roll your random edge stuff or any weird <laughs> superstitions? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh no i actually have i have different sets of dice and never the twain shall meet so my deadlands dice is in a different bag for my Shadowrun dice which is in a different bag for my star wars dice which is in a different bag for my D dice and my husband is allowed to touch the dice bags <laughs> but not touch the dice unless i accidentally roll them off the table you know, but because oh, then he's allowed to touch them to pick them up for you, right? I, I run the risk of hitting my head on the table trying to bend down to sure, grab them. Sometimes sure. yeah. a little clumsy, but um, also he has longer legs, so if they kind of roll away, like, I'm not even five feet tall, and he's over, you know, foot taller than me. So it was like, you know, <laughs> we just foot out and uh, you know, nuzzle them back to me. Yeah. But um, the the other thing that we do is like when we have a specific dice that specific guy that just decides to, you know, destroy us all horribly, everything. Um, I either uh, give them to a friend of mine who makes dice jewelry. So she takes a drill. She'll actually video this, takes a drill and something like that. The other way I'll do it is uh, if they start rolling badly. Uh, There's a book I have called Mad Science. tells you how to do all these wonderful experiments that you really shouldn't do. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, and I do have a huge honking 25-pound crowbar we call uh, Gordon. It's Gordon Freeman. So we bring them outside and just beat the ever-loving crap out of them. (laughs) 
<laughs> nice. Fun with dice. Okay. Um, you have to, you have to make sure you do that within sight of the other dice so so they can you know make sure to benefit <laughs> from the example actually yeah. i tie that when i do that i actually tie whatever dice bag they're from to my uh to one of my belt loops so not only they can you know all the dice can see it so like yeah watch it <laughs> make an example cassie do we have any okay, other yeah. i think we might have time for maybe two more questions um do you have another one from the chat room yeah, and I'm sorry to all the ones I'll skip, uh, but I'm going to have to go with the simple and easiest ones for as many people. Um, and to all the podcasters, yes, Opti included, uh, what corporation do you like in Shadowrun? Let's, well, let's start with Opti. <laughs> uh, which corporation, what was it? So do you like, what's it? Like, what's your favorite corp? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Come on, you've written some of them now. You've written four of them. Uh, <laughs> so my – as as Opti, um, he, he just doesn't like any of them. <laughs> but, uh, but but me, as 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 me, um, I think – because I just did a lot of work for Spin Red and Global Sandstorm, I think those are my two favorites right now. They're triple A – or double A's, but um, yeah. I think I like those guys a lot. Spinrad has a lot of history that I didn't really know until I started doing the research. Uh, Johnny Spinrad is a fantastic character. He's like the Tony Stark of Shadowrun, and um, he's just got a tremendous amount of background and a tremendous amount of character and a tremendous amount of will. Um, he's been going up against Lofir for like decades, and he's somehow still alive, and uh, <laughs> that just makes him that makes him pretty awesome in my yeah. book. He reminded me of like the sixth world. Is it Richard Branson? Like Sir Richard Branson? Like yeah, that's that's it's... a really good real world <laughs> analogy for Spin Red. Yeah, yeah. Joel, fantastic. you spoke up. What about you? Let's get let's go ahead and get the the corp the corp king out of the way. And what's your favorite one? They all have such wonderful things to do with, but the one that I think may hold the most fun and will always be the most fun is gone and that's fuji yeah they're not but, gone, gone. And you're right there was a fuji imprint that was bought up by renraku that is still sitting around that technically has some of the fuji yeah if i'll go with what's extant in 2077 now Group is just fun it's just too much fun to have someone realize their Johnson's a brack house and make them start wondering and start questioning themselves and start looking over their shoulders for weeks and weeks to come after they finish a run. Yeah. Damien, what about you? All right. Anyone who knows me probably knows the answer that I'm going to give. And that would, of course, be as technology. I absolutely love as technology for a very short time when I when I had a little bit more time. I was the kind of behind the scenes uh, propaganda executive on for uh, for Corp Sins for as technology, which was uh, which is a lot of fun to just constantly put out random propaganda. Yeah. But that was you. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a good time, <laughs> but you know, love I'm, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in in a tail coat on your uh, your coattail. Yeah, there we go, <laughs> coattail on in your thing. And just have to say as technology as well because mm. I, I guess for me from a perspective storytelling, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, as technology is, they're the big bad guy. Everybody knows like you know Star Wars terms. You know, as technology is, is the Empire. They 
you know, literally sacrifice people in blood rituals and do, you know, the, 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 the corporation was essentially founded by a bunch of drug lords who decided to go more or less legit or at least make the illegitimate no, things they wanted illegal. They're still illegal. drug lords. The sure. cartel is still behind them. <laughs> but here's the thing. They're a mega corporation. That means something on a scale that we don't even really see today as far as what, what, that, what that really means as far as what they're into and just how big they are and the number of people and lives involved, they can't be all evil, baby-killing, blood-ritual people. And even, I think, a lot of those blood-ritual people think that they're doing what needs to be done, even though it's, you know, it's a high cost. Uh, so I love the idea of taking something that is so blatantly scary and known as evil, but it is also every day and it can't be all bad and there's aspects to to it that uh, have other interest and well quite frankly they're they're your stuffer shack they're on every other block yeah you're absolutely right um uh let's hear from mark I think you're muted, Mark. Your mouth moving. I was typing in. I was typing in a chat. You'll see that really weird string of characters later. Um, <laughs> that was uh, my favorite. Is either Renraku, but only in like a very much like the '80s uh, power Japan type themes. You know, like they're yeah. running our lives with their Walkman, Sony Walkman type things, mm-hmm. or uh, as technology because they invaded Texas, so that makes them like. The devil's twin. So <laughs> remember the Alamo yeah. both times. <laughs> in what, Austin now? Did they move it? Like literally they moved it to a theme park in yeah, the sixth yeah. <laughs> up, up it, They moved it up brick by brick with the Texas Rangers defending it up to Six Flags. Now Seven Six flags, flags over Texas up in DFW. What Whoever about? wrote the DFW portion of the Neo-Anarchist Guide to North America lived here. It's so spot on. It's so <laughs> yeah. good. You can tell. actually did. Yeah. Yeah. Jules, and what about you? Way, What's your favorite good corporation? Good job for DFW for holding the line. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jules. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, when it comes to just, you know, doing runs for the corpse and stuff like that and, and what have you, I actually like Horizon a lot. Yeah, Because... Just honestly, there's so much spin, there's so much just propaganda, and it's so much information hidden inside the chaff. And I love kind of trying to decipher that kind of stuff. I like, it's, it's a company pretty much of spin doctors. And I love it because, you know, it's like, okay, are they genuinely good? Or is there some kind of other sinister underpinnings? And if you've got a really good GM that's you know, doing that, you're going to be scratching your head and just like, wait, did I, mm? but, and an out of character thing, and this is kind of weird. Um, way back in the day, I minored in ancient astronomy, specifically Aztec. Mm. So as technology is actually kind of interesting because a lot of the, uh, the Aztec mythos, the lore, the, the gods, the deities and stuff, and it's put in and I'm able to pick up a whole bunch of little things because, you know, especially also in some of the naming conventions, I'm like, actually, you know, ooh, okay, that's Olmec. Okay, that's that is Mayan roots. And I'm able to sure. pick that stuff up. So for me, it's just the, ooh, whoever knew that I would actually use that in real life. You're yeah, like one no of those. Yeah. The heck? 
and the other so I, I love on, that yeah and on your uh, sitting next to you zen dead what about you all right, I'm going to go way old school here, folks. Cross technologies. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that is way old school. I when I when I used to run uh when I was in the service, they became like this god awful horrible monster of a group that went way beyond what was originally written. Right. And yeah, I I fell in love with the idea of the just how fast the rise and fall can happen. Sure. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Justin, what about you? I got to go with Joel on this one and follow in the footsteps of the dragon. Better group. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say, SK is pretty good. I mean, I kind of like the, the powerhouse that they are. Opti, we, we haven't heard from you yet, have we? Yeah. Yes. We did? Just kidding. We started yeah. with him. Just kidding. It was so long ago. <laughs> Cassie, you asked the question, but what is yours? Uh, I, I, oh, I want to say it's as technology, but... And Wu Sing is the power behind the throne. I can't wait for them to just bust out at some point. They are just like sitting there like the silent dragon. He's going to destroy everyone. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm just are they waiting. one of the... Uh, silent? Are they one of the golden <laughs> oh. ticket holders? Uh, no. no, 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 no. They are the, really the balance of the Japanicorps, and I feel like in the lore, but they are uh, the big one out of China. And I, I love to see the AAs kind of branching out from being in just the UCAS in Japan, right? They're one of the few yeah. that are outside of that norm. It's great. Yeah. yeah. But they yeah, also they kind have. Everyone owes them money. They're they're literally the one like everyone owes money to and everyone ships their goods through them. They control (laughs) so much stuff. They're the first AAA defined as a primarily financial services corp to begin with because that wasn't a huge thing when Shadowrun started. So their rise coincided with financial services like Cassie's saying is they kind of move some money of all the rest of the corps. They've got a little bit of an in. They've got something they can do to everybody else. And they're kind of fun, and they're kind of the post-Tungles on AAA. They're the one – I think I mentioned this. They got liquidity in Dunkelzon's will that spurred them to become a AAA from their AA status. So yeah. there's always the shadow, the specter of Dunkelzon's long-range plans and the possibility of, of a hidden trap in Wu Sing's future. Right. Yeah, I always see them as like a, if the king is standing there, they're the advisor who's just sitting there whispering in their ear, right? So I'm just waiting for them to just become this great story element. Right. <laughs> so Wu Xing has some pretty awesome stuff going on too. Like they have they have their geomancers basically working 24-7 yeah. to create their land as this good luck charm. And it's totally working. Like they've created this <laughs> entire realm where – the uh, the manosphere and the the astral realm and the normal realm basically like there's no uh, there's no veil between them anymore. So spirits are walking around and interacting with mundanes. Like who else can say that? That's pretty yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah, they they're constantly kind of just always there as part of the story, um, and they're great. I can't yeah. wait to see more out of them. Mine to close the question off. My favorite after doing an after me and Cassie did an episode about it. Um, I am in love with uh, Doc Wagon. 
I think Dockwagon <laughs> is amazing. Um, they're just... I can't say enough about it in a, you know, just, just the idea that I think what really appealed to me about Doc Wagon is the idea that they're just these, these hotshot guys that can just walk in, you know, they're, they're not just your EMTs. They're your like, they're like, they're like if uh, Maverick and Goose were EMTs, you know, like <laughs> with, with guns. Yeah, <laughs> like they're just these badasses that uh, that are just walking in and they they do what they want and they they've got a job to do and you're not getting in their way and and um and you know they've got thirty minutes to do it so. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're a real fun one because they offer a service that everyone so desperately needs, right? Like anybody right. can skip Taco Temple and go to the next place down the street, but you, everyone needs an EMT at some emergency point in their life. Right, right. <laughs> they play nice with Doc Wagon, most people. Yeah, and I, I, I also <laughs> like how they 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 could get away with a lot, you know, because of how necessary they are, but it doesn't seem like they try, you know, like... Like they're 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 doing it and they're doing it right. I don't know. I like him a lot, but um, I think I think um we're we're about to hit two hours almost. So I think uh I think I'm gonna say that that's the last question for us. Um, don't do it, Bobby. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Give the fans what they want. <laughs> well, you guys can stick Robert. around. Um, we can stick around after after we end the episode, quote unquote, if you want. But um, but uh, I think uh, I think I'm going to say that. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you for the to the chat room for coming up and talking to us. And I've been watching. I can't read it while I'm while I'm talking to everybody. But I've been watching it streaming by, and it seems like everybody had a lot of fun there. Thank you all for joining us for this simulcast event it's been super fun i agree yeah, yeah i've really enjoyed this a year not you should do terrible. it more than once a year i think somebody said that last time should we should do some other well you know <laughs> i was just thinking excuse. that all the all the conversations we had we we should come up with an excuse well you know isn't that what the 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 panels are for and stuff like that we should we should structure those in similar ways yeah. and uh and and package those up as episodes that's kind of like doing it more than once so i'm actually planning to actually make it to origins this year so Awesome. Yeah, that with me in person. Remember, you should have a, uh, an actual play mashup where we get just like all of the actual play dudes together. Somebody, that would be awesome. Somebody said that, that in the chat room. That, that would be a massive that. group. Yes, someone, right. someone Crisis on Infinite people. Actual Plays. No, here's what you do: run it as a. Someone going back to 2050s. Yeah, run it as like a. Run it as a death contest. So you well, just get the first five people, and somebody has to die every episode. At least one person. And you just keep adding more people. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Are we doing Tracy Hickman's Killer Breakfast and Shadowrun? Pretty much, yeah. You know, it could be, be done. In all seriousness, we actually try to kill off a bunch of them till we just have like the few left and they're they get to form the next actual play campaign <laughs> in all seriousness we should uh we should cooperate with um with those dudes who at ShadowNet who do the uh do the um what do you call oh, it the extra life stuff the extra life stuff and we should yeah, invade they do that 24 hour extra life yeah 
You do that. Yeah, that certainly. sounds way cool idea. That sounds way easier to get Justin and them to organize this. I like that idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're not here right now. We have a job for you. We'll just show up and play like, for once. Yeah, yeah well, we volunteer you guys to handle all the logistics. <laughs> like we'll do the shadow run. <laughs> um, but again, thank you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and play Mr. Uh, Prism Shard's amazing uh, music here that I opened with and to fade out here and uh thank you guys for showing up and um thank you for listening and 2016 was an amazing year and let this year's to hoping 2017 is just as much as again like the fourth year of shadowrun in a row um or something like that and uh, if you're gonna be at origins or gen con i think a lot of folks are planning on being there and if not uh we're all doing shows and listen to us so thank you guys for showing up Thank you guys for participating, and uh, everyone say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye now. Bye. I'll see you in the chat. Reverse. Howdy.